the Childhood Cancer Perspective, everybody. Thank you so much for sticking with me through all of these months and all of these weeks as I continue to share the journey of JC being diagnosed with brain cancer as well as our family um, going through this journey with her because as I have mentioned many times before, it is a family diagnosis. I do hope everybody had a fantastic Christmas. As you notice, we did not put an episode out last week. We were taking a break as we were pushing through the last final days before Christmas. And I want to explain that if you don't know, uh, my family outside of this, we actually run a nonprofit organization, Battlecorn Care Packages, where we send care packages to children that are battling cancer. In addition to that, we also advocate very heavily for pediatric cancer research and funding and legislation. Um, on, not only on our own, but we also push through other organizations and we try to partner with and uh, build a network where we can actually make a change in this community. So outside of this podcast and being able to share our story along the way, we're also pushing heavily on the outside to make sure that we can make a difference in the pediatric cancer community and that our daughter, JC, did not uh, live a life in vain and did not leave a legacy that we cannot fulfill throughout uh, the years pushing through this. So that's where we are. That's what we were doing. Um, follow us on all of our other social media, especially TikTok. That's where we have the biggest following and we do the most of our work trying to raise money um, for research. So that's what we were doing. So aside from all of that, um, Christmas time for us and the holidays for us obviously looks very different every single year. It looks different in the sense that we don't have JC here with us. And this is our third Christmas without her here. And I've brought this up before, and I want to, it's going to kind of segue into what I want to talk about today. But I, I brought this up before that I believe that although the first year, the first year of losing a child, and our very good friends are going through that right now, their daughter passed away. That was JC's best friend um, in August. And so they're going through the first holidays without her the first Thanksgiving, the first Halloween, and now the first Christmas. And unfortunately, in February, on Valentine's Day, they will be going through the first birthday without her there. And so we're going through all of this in our going into our third year of missing out on opportunities with her, missing holidays with JC, missing um, celebrations, missing milestones that she should be going through in her life at 9, 10, 11, 12 years old, going through the years. And... I believe in my heart, and I just actually had this conversation with my wife last night, I believe that it actually gets harder as the years continue to go forward if you have other children especially because you're seeing those other children go through these accomplishments. You know, our daughter, now our oldest, is literally going to college within the next year. She has been accepted to four schools, and we're actually going on a college tour in a couple of weeks. And she's going to be moving out, and she's going to be moving on. She's going to be graduating high school. She's going to be getting her uh, confirmation through the Catholic Church. Um, she's going to be, you know, doing these things that it, not only do I want to see JC do, I wanted to see her grow up and go to high school and go to college and become what she wanted to be, but I wanted her also to be there to support her sisters because. The, together, what I've seen as our daughters have gotten older is that they really have become each other's best friends and um, and greatest allies. And although they do fight and they do argue, they are teenagers, but they've become each other's greatest allies. And it's something that I feel like JC would have been that piece of the puzzle that would have that would have either disrupted uh, the the harmony or it would have it would have controlled the chaos. One of the two. And I definitely 
miss that part of what's going on because it's it's not what it should be. I should be watching her go through these same accomplishments. So that's why I say that it definitely gets harder as the years go on if you have other children that are then going through the accomplishments, but they're not they're you're not seeing your child go through them and they're not seeing their sibling go through these accomplishments and their sibling is not there to congratulate them or witness their accomplishments. You know, uh, like I said, Annalise is going off to college. She's going to major in business as well as a psychology minor, which is incredible and I love to hear about it. I love watching their passion when they come home from school and they're excited about something. Miley is, you know, a level seven gymnast and she's been busting her ass for years to get to where she is today and her body is just beaten and battered, but she continues to push. And it's incredible. But at the same time, every single time I see them accomplish something new, I'm wishing Jace was here to not only accomplish it, but to also be part of it. And it and it sucks. But the main reason that I'm that is coming up now is that a lot of people during this time of year, uh, close friends, people that have stuck with us, um, not not everybody that bailed whenever it got rough or bailed when JC passed and felt like we didn't need any more help and we didn't need any more guidance or assistance. But the real people that are part of our lives have, they will always ask during this time of the year, um, especially you know our community on on social media because that's where we we have built a giant following and that following is what really kind of gets us through but the question is always are you okay the question is how are you doing um, how are the holidays you know treating you in a sense I guess for a better way or lack of a way to put it and what is what is the go-to answer that we all use right I'm okay yeah I mean we're doing all right everything you know everything's good and we all know that that's that that's bullshit. We all know that's a lie, because the reality of it is just in general in life. When someone says, "How are you doing?" most of the time you're going to say, "I'm okay." Oh, doing all right, getting by, whatever. It's just another day. In reality, we're all going through something. We're going through something, whether it's tragic, whether it's whether it's stressful, whether it's heartbreaking, whether it's great. We're all going through something, and to actually answer that question truthfully. I mean, would mean for a lot more deeper conversations with, with just people and humanity, which would be good, but mostly that's not ever going to happen. And the truth is, um, no, I can't speak for my wife. My wife um, is, you know, she when we do a podcast together, I'll definitely bring this up, but I can't speak for her. But And I know that she's hurting, and I know that she's having a hard time, and I know that, you know, things are tough on her, but she doesn't show her emotions in the same way that I do. We show them differently different people so the answer for me when that question comes up in my in the outside is I'm doing okay yeah we're, I mean we're doing all right we got we're busy so you know we're we're just focusing on that and yeah it's it's kind of tough but we're doing okay internally I'm screaming internally I'm telling you no I'm not okay I'm I am broken I am battered I am bruised um, my body hurts my head hurts my heart hurts my soul hurts everything hurts because I'm here once again another year without all three of my children with me and you know I had it we actually had a conversation yesterday with my wife and I and it was about I don't know if you want to call it disappointment but it was definitely about about change it was definitely about things that are different and as the years go by the, the differences become a lot more prominent 
our daughters are growing up. My my oldest my oldest will be eighteen in in a month, and in Miley is fifty. She'll be sixteen in six months. So they're growing up, um, and the importance of Christmas, the importance of these holidays, is is not lost on them. But it's definitely becoming not so much about the family fun type of things or the family, um, you know, what used to be excitement in the mornings on Christmas Day about opening presents, what used to be um, getting up at 6 o'clock because we can't sleep any longer type of thing. And, you know, I know that my wife and I, you know, we used to kind of wake up early just in general because we knew the kids were going to get up. We'd get up and just kind of wait for them to come out and and see everything. And we'd, we'd be so excited about them getting excited. And this year was different. This year they are they are focused on things, and we're not mad at them by any means. We're not angry. I, obviously, we've all grown up. We've all, you know, become adults. We all know what it's like at some point. Christmas, you know, is exciting, but it, it's not as exciting as when you're 10 years old, um, when you're 8 years old, when you're 12 years old, and you wake up and you get that, that new thing that's out that you're so excited about. And this year is different. Our kids wanted gift cards. They wanted uh, certain types of clothes, you know, my daughter wanted a, a tiny refrigerator for her bedroom, and it's, you know, it's not as exciting as, you know, okay, you know, when, okay, well, I want the new doll, I want this new, I want this new toy, I want, I'm, I'm going to be so excited when I open it, and it was just, it was hard, because we're missing out on those years, those excitement years that we got with them, but we're not getting them with JC now. We're, not, we're missing out on all those years of just pure joy and excitement of Christmas morning and ripping the presents open and 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 just being with everybody and and, and just and just smiling. You know, well, well, they're happy. It's just not the same when you're 18 years old, when you're 16 years old. When you're 8, 9, 10, 11 years old, there's pure joy and excitement on Christmas morning. And so when you and I had to walk away the other day on Christmas Eve actually because they're. It just didn't seem like the excitement was there, and I know that if JC was here, she would have been all over it, and everybody would have joined in then because they would have just kind of followed her enjoyment, followed her excitement, and they would have just gotten involved. And so, when we say, "Are you okay?" No, I'm not okay. I am, I am torn up inside because I want to be happy for everybody. I want to be happy on Christmas Day. I want to be just excitement out of the out of the wazoo. I want to be just crazy excited to be out here and, and to be with my kids and to have a good day, but the the excitement doesn't get matched and then you're missing the excitement of that of that that young mind that that's growing up that that Santa's come and he's he's dropped off all the stuff for you and you're missing uh, the excitement of Saint Nick's Day, and you're missing the excitement of of all these things because at a young age, at that eight year old, ten year old age, you're missing what they would have brought to the table. So you're missing a piece of the puzzle. You're missing a piece of your family. So to that, I say no. I'm not okay. I miss her terribly every day. I miss her every single time. I get up in the morning and every single time I go to bed at night and I miss her and every single time I see a family whose child is doing well whether it's cancer related or not I miss her every single time I see a young redhead 
that would have been around her age. It it breaks my heart. Um, every single time we make these donations to the hospital, realizing that there's would have had none of this what we're doing now would have even come from would have even happened if she wouldn't have been diagnosed and I wonder every day I'm not okay but I offer myself and my my journey my the knowledge that I have the passion that I have the understanding that I have I offer that to other people but is it a is it a is it a responsibility that I would have ever had or accepted if I would have been if I wouldn't have been stricken and our family wouldn't have been stricken with this disease? And the answer is no. But I hope in some way that our pain and our suffering and what we've seen and what we've heard, what we've smelled, what we've witnessed, I hope that in some way that helps people. I hope that it it gives some people comfort. I hope it gives some people a better understanding. I hope that it pushes people to keep their feet on the gas pedal and off the brake, um, to never lose sight of what's important, but to always maintain um, a vision of hope, always maintain uh, clarity and don't, don't um, hide from possibilities, don't hide from what may happen or may not happen just you know be in the moment but never stop being vigilant so again I'm not okay you know I had a podcast a few weeks ago where I spoke to um, one of the doctors and one of the people that are in the top positions on the moonshot program and and in that I spoke about the fact that we need more vision for our kids and we need more 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 light shed on this problem and it can't be part of a giant balloon it has to be its own its own vision and so in September if everything goes well and we're we actually get into the White House and we're able to share JC's story I hope that that sharing her story and sharing what we've been through and what we've been trying to do to make a difference I hope that it just sparks a light in somebody and I hope that it makes a difference to the point where somebody listens and somebody says hey we've heard a hundred stories we've had a hundred people here talking but now we finally heard the hundred and first and we're we gotta do something and I don't know in, in my brain I hope that that's what happens I hope that our story changes the world I feel like I am a very small fish in this entire movement I feel like I have I have uh, you know I have knowledge and things that other people have but I have different knowledge and I think that working together can make a difference but in those videos in those sounds when you hear me speaking to these people and you speak when I speak to um, the founder of Little Warriors here in Milwaukee trying to get some more information when I speak to the doctors at UW um, about visiting their lab to kind of see actual research happening because like I said to them to me you never see the research you never see anything changing but in those you can hear in my voice you can hear the passion but you can also hear that I'm not okay that that I'm trying every single day to make it through by just sharing the story that we have but also fighting so 
damn hard for people just to listen. And we're recently dealing with we have we have a new member of our team within the last few months, and she is doing fantastic work for us, and she's really really helping. Uh, with our mission, really helping to kind of spread the word, helping with me connections and things like that. But the conversations that I've had with her in the past couple of weeks have been very disheartening, and I'm worried, very worried that she will that she will back away after a certain amount of time because she's because what she's realizing is how hard it is to speak to people about children going through cancer to actually get people to listen. Uh, yes, get people to donate to our cause, but but really just keep people to to listen to you and not just blow you off, or not just give you a a, a a handout and then walk away and go to the next cause and quadruple that handout. Um, it's understandably kids. When you think about sick kids, nobody wants to talk about it because it's a very hard subject. It's a very horrible subject, um, but. You know we don't have you know we don't have the budget to to push commercials like St Jude or like the ASPCA or you know, any of these other organizations, but yet we're here fighting and screaming. And what she's noticing is that so many people either just don't want to help, don't know how to help. So not helping is the best way to do that, um, or just don't really feel the need to to push anything really don't need feel the need to be involved in what we're trying to do and it's sad um and at the same time i'm like well i, I say welcome to our world you know welcome to what we've been trying to do so then again i look at all of that i look at what she's going through i look at what we're going through what she's feeling what she's seeing on the outside and then i and then we get a lot of people telling us we don't know how you do it we don't know how you get up every day. We don't know how you get up and fight. We don't know how you keep pushing, how you've turned this tragedy into something that could be positive. We don't know how you do it. And the truth is, we don't know how you're getting up and making it. We don't know how you're okay. I'm not. We are not okay. We are absolutely not okay. And we will never be okay. We will never be good. We are absolutely broken. Um, and as a matter of fact, you know, this is not a plug, but we do have, I do have shirts that we make that are for sale. We have an Etsy page, you know, you can look it up and all that kind of stuff. I'm not going to plug it here. But we do have an Etsy page where I sell shirts, and one of them, it says, I'm broken. But the the letters I'm and the letters okay are in a different color. And so it's, you're saying I'm okay. But at the same time, you're saying I'm broken. Um, and... It's, it can't be a more truer statement because when you lose a child, especially after seeing them suffer for so long and go through so much to completely changing from what they were before their diagnosis to just a shell of themselves, never losing their personality, never losing that wit, never losing the, the kind heart that they have, but just becoming a shell and missing out on everything that they should have been able to accomplish in life. When you see that, and when you hear your daughter's heart beat for the last time, and that last breath come out of her mouth, and the last thing that she said to me was merely a head nod, when you see that, you are broken. Your heart breaks, your soul breaks, your body breaks, your spirit 
I remember those feelings after spending hours with her after she passed. I remember carrying her outside to the gurney where they put her in the vehicle so they could take her to the funeral home. And I remember just sitting on the bench. And I've said this before, I've brought this up before. Sitting on that bench, watching the vehicle drive away early in the morning. And the street is quiet. There's nobody around, there's nobody out, there's nobody leaving for work, there's nothing. And I remember thinking to myself, nobody understands what just happened. Nobody realizes what just happened next door or two doors down or around the corner. Nobody understands this sitting in the Dunkin' Donuts line right now getting their coffee. Nobody that is clocking into work right now understands what just happened. Some of our very best friends, some of our very close family have no idea what just happened. And to sit there on that bench and think those feelings, broken. Broken is a very, very easy word to say. I can tell you right now, that's probably the easiest definition of what I was feeling at that moment was completely broken. Completely distraught, completely not relieved, not, you know, some people think, well, you might be relieved because she's no longer fighting, or she's no longer in pain. And there's an extent that you will feel um, not relief. Relief is not the word. Yes, she was no longer in pain. She was now, she was now quiet. She was not hurting. She was not going through the medications anymore. She was not doing all the things that, that, you know, wearing a diaper at eight years old, you know, it's like at that point she was, you know, she lost abilities that she should have and she felt bad about it. But she, to that last moment, man, she was right there with us, letting us know. And when my wife told her that it was okay to let go, when she told her that it was okay to chase her rainbows, that was it. I was done. We were both broken. And I remember when the nurse came over and put her stethoscope on her chest and said, she's gone. My wife had a bracelet that she was wearing that she said, if she passes, I'm taking this off. And, and it wasn't because she didn't want to remember JC anymore. It was just, it was something that symbolized, you know, the, kind of what she was going through. And as soon as she, she heard her say, she's gone, she ripped it off and threw it across the room. And it's very, I, this is very difficult, you know, to talk about, but I want people to understand that, you know, you know, it's okay. Like, okay, you know, I'm, just, I'm not Demi Lovato. I understand she said this, but, and JC made a video about it. You can find it in my TikTok. It's very adorable. But it's it's okay to not be okay. It's okay to to express your feelings. It's okay to tell people that listen, I'm not doing good right now. I'm not. I know I'm I'm here. I I am I am doing everything I can to to get through the day. I'm doing everything I can to push through and be a positive member of society. But I am broken. I am just rode hard and put away wet and I you know I'm doing like I stay busy my my therapy has always been to stay busy and I am busier now than I've ever been um, you know leaving my job 
was a very hard decision to make, and it's definitely been hard on us and tight on us, but it was the best decision ever. But I am very busy now. I am busier now than I've ever been in my entire life because we have so much more to focus on with our nonprofit, with our fundraising, with our legislation, with this podcast, with with everything that we're doing. We are busy. Um, you know, and that's good. That's that is that is that is a good thing because sitting too long gives me time to reflect on everything that's going on. It gives me a chance to to um, to remember and it's not a bad thing to remember, but it, it gives me too much time to really focus on it. And so it's very difficult for me every single day to kind of power through this and not have thoughts of, you know, what the hell am I doing? What's the point? What, what's, what's the reason for me to continue to do this? And know that I have put up a wall for everybody to look at. I've put up a wall for everybody to see. I let you see exactly what I want you to see, and that was another episode that I've done. We as cancer parents, and I know I'm not the only one sitting here talking about this or thinking like this or feeling like this, we as cancer parents allow you to see what we want you to see, nothing more, nothing less. If we're doing okay, if we're doing great, you're going to see that. If we're not doing okay, if we're not doing great, you're not going to see it unless we want you to see it. And listen, we break down. We get upset. The other day, um, my friend and I, my business partner and I, we were doing a live on TikTok. And, you know, Tim, if you're out there, hell yeah. Um, but listen, we were doing a 25-hour live to raise money for our cause that we're, you know, we're working through. And I'll talk about that. But we, we did it. And at the very end of this, um, a family that we were very close to, um, his name is Strider. And he is going through uh, cancer treatments for neuroblastoma. And he got... You know, we were waiting, uh, kind of on on edge, you know, forever. That we knew scans were coming up, and if anybody understands what scan anxiety is, it is a real damn thing, and it is something that will just it'll rock you to the core because you're worried all day. Everything can be perfect in life. You can just be having the greatest, you know, summer ever. There's no problems. There's no symptoms. Everything is great, but that scan anxiety will drive you crazy because you're worried that all it takes is one spot. To set everything backwards so we were just on on the edge of our seats just waiting for this news and when we finally like they're on the call we're sitting on the live we got quiet you know whatever just we're waiting we're waiting we're waiting and then we got decent news and we're like you know what okay we're gonna take it as a win there's good there's there's good and there's and there's bad we're gonna take the good stuff because it's always positive you want to hang on that positive so we hung on the positive Within another half an hour, the news got better in the fact that because there's a stability in what's going on, that meant that um, active treatment was going to end and we were going to push into maintenance treatment, which means which means so much for that family because it means they get to go through the holidays and know that that little kid with the greatest hair ever just fucking told cancer to kiss his ass. He went through and said, I'm going to beat this, and I'm going to keep on beating this, and you're not going to slow me down, you're not going to stop me. And when I tell you, when it came through, I held it together. If you were if you were part of our TikTok family and you were on that live, I held it together. 
but in my mind, if we were not on that camera, I would have been bawling. I would have been, my eyes would have been done. I would have been, and at that point, we were up for 25 hours doing this lot. I would have been finished. Because that, to me, was the most incredible news, the most incredible way we could have ended that that journey of a live was to hear that that he was going to make it, that he's doing great, that he is kicking cancer's ass. And we love to hear that. I do. We love to hear the success stories. We love to hear these kids that are getting these great scans or these great news and all this stuff. But we are still here. We are here for the bad news or the semi-bad news or for the scary news. We're here for that because we want to be there to support you. And I remember when we first met Shelby and Strider and and their family, and we were we pushed, 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 pushed to get their family to enough followers so they could go live and tell their story. And I remember that. And we've seen ups and we've seen downs and we've seen good and bad this whole entire way. But to be able to and we to see or to hear such good news at that moment was incredible. And it's like it's a mix of emotions for a family like ours because number one, we're so happy. We're so incredibly happy that that he's doing well. We're so incredibly happy that his hair is so awesome and we tell him every day. We're so incredibly happy. If you're watching the video, buddy, thumbs up, man. You're doing great. Um, we're so incredibly happy for them and for everything that this is something that they needed right before Christmas to get that kind of news. Um, but at the same time, in the back of my heart, in the back of my mind, I'm like, God damn it. Why is it that everybody else gets good news? Why is it that everybody else gets good news and we get crapped on and our and our and our baby didn't make it? And I don't have an explanation for that. And that's not a knock on any of the parents. Please, if you're listening, I still want to hear the good news. I do. And it's there's nothing that I can change. Listen, I've been on phone calls with kids that are ringing the bell. I've been on phone calls with kids that are in in their rooms. And you can start to hear the sound of the, the beeping machines in the ICU, and I have to get off. Like, that kind of stuff triggers me. And not because I don't want to hear the good news, but it's just because being in that position and hearing those things. Like, JC didn't ring the bell technically because it was during COVID time, so she got a bell and she rang it at home. But when I hear those things, it's it's very triggering. And I do my best to stay part of everything and stay positive. But, yeah, it is very hard. Because I will never be okay. And as parents, even if your kid survives and even if your kid beats cancer and moves on to, you know, even if they have to have another fight and they beat it, another fight and they beat it, it doesn't matter what the situation is. Once you get a diagnosis like this for your child, you will never be the same again. You will never be okay. Because even when things are going well, you're still on edge. You're still on the edge of your seat, always wondering if that other shoe is going to drop. And it's not about not being happy and it's not about not being satisfied with the win that you got. It's not about um, being negative. It's just about reality. And so for me, you know, even when JC was going through her treatments, we were never okay. We would definitely celebrate the victories and you should absolutely celebrate the victories and you should celebrate them all day. Take your kid out for ice cream and a freaking hamburger and let them have whatever the hell they want. Take them to you know, whatever they can do and just let them get that excitement out because they deserve it. They own it. They 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 demand it because they have earned it. But is for us you're just never gonna be in that position where you're always you can just breathe. 
just let it go. Yeah, you can let out a sigh of relief when good news comes by. You can take a breath and just relax for a minute and say, okay, let the stress go away. But we will always be on edge, and we will always be on edge. Um, and even, you know, although our daughter passed away, we are still on edge every day when we hear about these stories because we are there always praying for the best news, always hoping for the best news. And when we get that good news, we are so excited. We are so happy for them, and we celebrate with them, and we absolutely do. But it is also, you know, I will be honest, it is also very triggering for me in my position because our daughter didn't have that opportunity. Yes, she celebrated a lot of victories, and she was NED for a long time. And we celebrated all those victories, and we, we definitely took it to heart when she was doing well. Um, but, you know, you when when we all the news happened with us and everything happened again and went back the other direction, then it, it truly took whatever mended fences we had in our body, and it just destroyed them, and we became broken people and although we get up every day and we fight for something new and we fight for something good we are still broken people and we will always be broken people that's unfortunately that's never going to change we're never going to be fixed or repaired um, the only thing that I can hope for every single day is that we are fixed or repaired as a family and that we stay together as a family and continue to fight this we continue to push and we continue to make change because every single child out there that is going through this right now, they deserve to have a future. Strider, Zeke, Amy, or Sarah, you know, Amy, obviously you're you're fighting too with your with your daughter, but like all of you, Robin, you guys all deserve to have a future where you can go out there and tell everybody your story and tell everybody your your amazing feats of strength and everything that you've done in order to kick cancer's ass and you deserve a future that says that everybody that was in my corner never gave up on me and I can promise you that this family will never give up on you we will always be here for you no matter what we've gone through no matter what we have have faced no matter what insurmountable odds have been put in front of us we will always go scorched earth for every single one of these families to make sure that you are okay. I can promise you we will always fight for you and we will always fight for that future no matter what. We will never be okay because we are broken, because we are broken people, but I can promise you that these broken people will get up every single day because a mission was left behind for us by the greatest and most powerful warrior that we ever met in our entire lives. So to our daughter, J.C. Rose Sunshine. Sweetheart, we love you. We miss you. We know that you are doing everything you are supposed to be doing in heaven right now. We know you are taking care of all those children that have come. We know that you and Sam are running free now without any type of anything holding you back. We know that your hair is long and beautiful. We know that your wings are even more spectacular than can be imagined. We know that you left us a mission, we know that you left us a job to do, and we intend to finish it. So keep sending us the signs, keep sending us the signs and letting us know that you're around. We love you so much, sweetheart. We are broken. We are not okay, because we're not with you, and you're not here with us. But baby girl, you made a hell of an impact on this world. You made a hell of an impact on so many people. 
you continue to make that impact today. And so many people and so many children have smiled. So many children have had a better day. So many children will get to do the things that unfortunately you're not able to do because of you. So many children will have a brighter future because of you. JC, I love you. I miss you. We all do. But I know you're here. And sweetheart, all we do here is for you. So continue letting us know that you're around. Keep chasing those rainbows, sweetheart. I love you. And to everybody out there, thank you so much for sticking with me through this podcast. Um, to all the warriors I mentioned, we love all of you. We know that you're going to do great things. We know you're going to continue to get great news, and we hope you continue to share that news with us. We love you so much. Keep fighting, and we'll see you next week.